The Feed Bandit Podcast, Episode 2, It's Duff Season. Howdy, and welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we entertain ourselves talking hunting and doing what we can to support small and family-owned businesses and entrepreneurs in the hunting space wherever possible, as they are the lifeblood of our economy and our communities. Are you a small business, feed store, gear manufacturer, inventor, or early-stage or serial entrepreneur in the hunting space and would like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the Feed Bandit Podcast? Well, if so, please let us know. Go to feedbandit.com slash promote and drop us a line. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. That's feedbandit.com slash promote. And for you fellow hunters out there, do you want special access to new and innovative hunting gear? Well, we're in the process of putting together an exclusive collection of small businesses and entrepreneurs in the hunting space to bring our community the best, newest, and most innovative products available. Limited access will be granted through our email list, so be sure to join the hunt. When you join, you'll get a free ebook of unique hunting tips and tricks for both beginning and experienced hunters. You'll also receive hunting news, tips, supplier giveaways, gear promotions, and much more. We know you'll prob- you probably already get a lot of spam, so we promise not to, to, to send you only cited-in information that you care about. So don't miss out. Be sure to join the hunt at feedbandit.com slash join. Again, that's feedbandit.com slash join. All right. Uh, howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the Feed Bandit podcast. Now that we got all that intro stuff out of the way, uh, I'm your host, James Byrne, also known as uh, Jimmy Spitz, Al Bandito, amongst other things. I'm joined by my esteemed compadre, uh, Richard Kinchlow, uh, a.k.a. Spitz as well, <laughs> Corn Bandit and Henneral. Uh How you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Uh, awesome. Very, very good. I, I, uh, I will tell you, I, I truly think that, that you missed your calling. I, you, you've got that golden radio voice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know why you even thought about banking to begin with, so... Yeah, I don't know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I guess today, uh, like I mentioned up uh, above in the episode number, we wanted to talk about uh, one of your favorite subjects, oh, for yeah. sure, uh, dove hunting. Yep. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, why do you love it so? <laughs> you, you know, I, I think the reason why I am so connected and love dove hunting so much uh, is just because it, it, it's it's kind of like a gateway drug, if you will. Okay, and I say that because September first, at least in the state of Texas, is the opening of dove season in the northern zone. Um, and 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 really, the the coming of dove season means Texas high school football, means college football. Uh, obviously, if you're into the NFL, I know that we're not, and a lot of our friends are not. But if you're into the NFL, the NFL is here as well. Uh, it also means that uh, cool weather is relatively on the way. Well, how and, about today? Uh, Last couple of days here. Boy, but no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd rather take the 92 degrees with 90% humidity than the 106 at uh, 50% humidity. So it's, it's a um, good front. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But but besides the, you know the ushering in of kind of the new hunting season, I also love the fact that. Um, you know, when you're, when you're out there and you're hunting, you're, you're, you're constantly looking, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're, uh, you're defending an area per se versus these little, these little MIGs, uh, that, that come flying by. Uh, and then probably lastly, oh, well, another thing is, you know, watching the dog work, okay? Uh, something we'll talk about in future episodes and we'll probably write along, write a lot about is having a bird dog is just, it's just invaluable. 
Uh, not only will you not lose birds anymore, but you don't have to get off your stool. And it just becomes a part of you. You know, it, it, it's a partner in crime, per se. Uh, but, but then well, lastly, I can, att- I can attest to that from the perspective of not having a uh, bird dog, and <laughs> That's right. you know, it's nice sitting to some friends that do, and they help you sure. out by le- lending their dog to you. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. when you don't have one, although I will say this, when you don't have one, uh, two things that you do improve are your eyesight <laughs> yeah, by looking, yeah. and oh, yeah. you could and you drop a couple lbs. I think sometimes sweating out there and walking around. Boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah, I mean, and admittedly, uh, you know, I, I have occasionally gotten lazy because I'm so used to my dog going out there and finding it. But now that she's she's ten and uh, her nose is kind of going out and her her hearing's you know, all but gone and she's got forty percent blockage in both eyes, now both of us are walking around the field like a dumb idiot trying to find these, <laughs> trying to find these birds, but. Uh, uh, now, d- dove season is here. Thank God. It, it is it is an awesome thing. Uh, crazy enough, in the state of Texas, at least where we hunt, it has not been all that good. Uh, but, you know, it really, really doesn't matter, you know. Uh, sure, I'd love to leave the field every time with, with a limit of birds, but uh, it really just, just getting some shots and being out there in the in the field as opposed to this misery of a concrete jungle that we live in is, <laughs> right. uh, I mean, as you know, that that's just, that's worth it all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if people were to go and check out our, our, uh, Instagram at the uh, feed bandit, uh, they'd see a yeah, couple hint, pictures hint, that, uh, right. I'd <laughs> see some pictures that we posted, uh, as we've been sitting out in the field and there's nothing like just, you know, yeah, if the birds aren't flying, I could be disappointed, but yep. I love sitting out there and just watching the scenery. Listening no to the to the nature, you know, and oh. everything like that. Yeah, sometimes you see some deer in the distance. So that 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 is very true. That I've been meaning true. every time to bring some binoculars with me yeah. to yeah. add to more gear, but still, you know, you never yeah. know. Well, <laughs> well, you uh, something we'll talk about. Uh, you should have plenty of space for all your gear. Ah, there you go. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be uh, talking about that one here momentarily, I believe. Uh, heck of a tease, right there. You like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, we hunt primarily in Texas, and seeing how it's September, you know, we wanted to talk about uh, some tips and tricks that we've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I imagine, we imagine these ideas would work wherever you are, mm-hmm. uh, but we just want to say, be sure to check, you know, your local regulations, hunting regulations and everything like that. So, when we're talking, we're usually referring to Texas, and like Richard said, the northern zone is a lot of times where we hunt, but... Uh, just make sure what's going on in your area, you know, so that we don't. It, it's not our fault if you if you're led astray. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. if, if, a, if a Kansas game warden leaves me a voicemail, I probably won't return his voicemail. <laughs> oh, right. All right. So you want to jump into it and uh, not talk about a couple tips, a couple ideas it. we have about. Right. You know, and, and before we before not to, not to interrupt you there, Jimmy. Before before we get going, yet again, and we always say this at the outset of every one of our. Uh, of our articles, of, of our blogs, of our, of our, you know, the, of all of our podcasts, all, all, uh, one and a half now. Um, you know, again, we, we are not, we are not experts. We don't have uh, letters after our name, like an MD, PhD. Actually, we have MBA, but, um, <laughs> but that is, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but again, the, these tips and tricks and whatnot, you know, are things that we've learned through experience over the years, you know, but, but Jimmy's right, you know, dove or dove or dove and, you know, theoretically, I, I would think they'd work in the northern zone of Texas, and then anywhere else it's legal to shoot dove, which it should be in all the states. But uh, yet again, another topic. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we jump in, I, I thought of something I'm just curious about. Can you remind, well, me and everybody, uh, your thoughts on, you know, you're talking about how right now, at least so far, the hunting hadn't been as good where we are. Right. But uh, what might happen with all the weather changing and, you know, these right. storm systems coming in, and now that it's getting cooler, we're getting cold fronts probably coming through. Yep. Yep. Uh, how, can you give a couple thoughts on what that, how that might impact? Ab- 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 absolutely. Um, you, you know, as we get into you know later in the month of September, uh, and, and then I, I say later in the month. Last year we had a cold front come through. I remember we had a fire. Uh, you know, for for Texans, if it gets below sixty, I can break out the fire. You know, <laughs> um, but as, as as cooler weather will approach. Uh, that, that triggers something in, in the dove and all the migratory birds, you know, ducks and geese and cranes and snipes and anything that wants to get the hell out of the north and head south to start their migration. Uh, dove are the exact same way. Um, so it, it is amazing to me, um, how, how they can be there one day and then the next day they're, they're, they're not there at all. Um, so this time and, and come in the coming weeks, I should say, is really when you really start to see uh, a lot of what we call migratory birds. People will call them Kansas birds uh, and referring to doves specifically. And basically what they are is that they are they are dove. They came from a different state and they're making their way down south to escape the cold weather. Um, so one little tip for you, and I actually think we put it in the book is uh, if you want to see where the birds are going to be. Uh, check out what's going in Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, anywhere uh, basically north of where you're uh, where you're hunting. And if it's starting to get miserably cold up there, you can be sure that the the the, the birds are on the way. Um, so uh, some of the best shoots of my life in Lubbock and where we currently hunt uh, have been on uh, you know a late September day, uh, you know 15 minutes before dusk, and then pow! I mean the skies open up and there are bajillions of them. Um, it is quite literally overwhelming. Um, in, in the same sense, you can be out there one day just tearing up the birds, and the next day, guess what? They're out of there. Um, so um, it, it can be a challenge, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this time of year, you know, we not only do we have dove, but in Texas we have an early teal season. Oh, yeah. uh, for those of y'all who uh, who don't know, teal um, one of the, I think they are the smallest of the, uh, the dabbler ducks or the, the puddle ducks per se. Um, they are absolutely delicious. There's, there's three varieties of them. The blue wing, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon teal and the green wing. Uh, in Texas for the early teal season where we hunt, we get strictly blue wings. Uh, and then come the regular duck season, we get, end up getting green wings and the blue wings are out of there. So, what about the sure other? Where, where do they go? The, you know, the, the cinnamon teal yeah. are more of a, a more of a West Coast duck, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of some fellows up in the Panhandle shooting some, but uh, I never have. God knows, I'd empty my gun and throw it after one if I saw one. <laughs> um, you know, because they are then they're they're beautiful birds. So, uh, but yeah, you know, watching the cold fronts, uh, watching the weather in general is is real important this time of year. All right, awesome. Yeah, we need to add that to our, to our list. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, our first kind of tip uh, to talk about here is uh, more lead, more lead. Yeah. And I'll just say, I better, I'm getting better every year, slowly but surely. Uh, this year is the best probably shooting I've ever done. Uh, 
but I still struggle with this. You know, you want to sure. you want to take yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, God, more lead, more lead. Uh, so, so uh, for those of you who don't know us, more lead, more lead was our uh, our bird boys in Argentina that were screaming that at us. Yeah, that, um, you could say that was our the uh, I, what the I don't know the the title of the trip or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, more lead, the, the, the poor the poor guys they went hoarse saying more lead, more lead. I'm like you you should have just gotten a parrot and put in your right. shoulders. What more lead, right. more lead. Uh, but yeah, no, leading, leading dove, leading birds in general, okay, ducks, uh, dove, uh, is absolutely essential. Uh, what makes leading dove so crucial is the fact that they're so fast, okay? Uh, and, and, and let me tell you, when, when the dove gets shot at, they will definitely get a little extra spring in their wings. Uh, and the stuff they can do, especially if they catch a wind, it is unbelievable. So if you are not moving that, if you are not throwing that gun up and then moving, you know, uh, moving from left to right, right to left, up and down, whatever it may be, and you're not out in front of that dove, you will miss that bird every single time. Nine out of ten times, you will shoot right behind him. Uh, that's why it is it is so common to see a dove without tail feathers. I mean, they look absolutely ridiculous, but that's some hunter who wasn't leading enough. More lead, more lead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is absolutely crucial to, uh, uh, to to practice leading leading those birds. Um, well, and, and in my case, and maybe it's other people and everyone I don't know, but it's uh it's unnatural because you want to aim at the yep. bird or you want to aim at what you're shooting. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, so but if you do that, then you're shooting behind it. So you always you always miss. So it's like it's been so hard. It's like a mental block that I had to <laughs> overcome. Oh yeah, no, it, it it really is. It really is, and and, and you know the, the 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 other thing as far as lead is concerned, and just shooting, period. I I truly believe that the wing shooting is a lot like golf, and the fact that unless you're Tiger Woods, you cannot really think about your shot. Okay, I think Tiger Woods has the ability to actually go up there, address the ball. And actually think, okay, I'm going to uh, pivot my hips to the right. But okay, the normal person can't do that. But the same can be said about wing shooting, okay, and about dove hunting. If you sit there and you throw up your gun, you're tracking. You're like, okay, when should I shoot? Should I shoot now? I, I, I swear to you, nine out of ten times you're going to miss. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I have been doing this for guy approaching thirty years, um, and I will tell you every time I, I throw up my gun and, and I take. More than a, a fraction of a second to focus on a dove, I'm going to miss it. Okay, same thing goes for ducks. So, so my recommendation is to throw that gun up, throw that gun up and fire, and you'll be surprised uh, because your body knows how to track that that animal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people often ask, okay, well, how much lead do you give them? You know, um, you can go online. There is an absolute myriad of different information on that. But but typically the amount of lead you want to give them is really going to be based on the distance. Okay, uh, obviously it, it's going to take your your shot uh, uh, a lot longer to get to a bird that's farther away. So um, you know people often ask me, uh, well you know what, what should I give him a foot? Should I give him a couple inches? You know I'll be honest with you, I re- I really can't answer that because I just I just throw it up there. Now I, I will tell you. That when I when I'm shooting at some some big old mallard ducks are sitting up there quacking and laughing at me, 
that, that I will give those guys, it feels like a good foot in front of them. And boy, I have brought them to their maker, uh, by doing that. Um, but, uh, it really, it just, it, going back to the whole golf, uh, analogy, and I think that's the right word, even though I don't speak French, uh, <laughs> the fact, really, the way you're gonna figure out lead, uh, and, and the proper amount of lead to give a bird, whether it be a duck or a, or a dove or a goose, is to just get out there and experience. Practice, or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. do it, so, yeah. So the doctor's orders are go out there and hunt as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I said, I I still struggle with it. And what is it? Twenty about thirteen years of hunting so far. Dove hunting. But so. hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I so I I sat across. I sat across the uh, the tank, which and for those of y'all who who don't know, uh, in Texas we we will normally call ponds uh, tanks, stock tanks. Uh, so when we say tank, we're not talking about, you know, the, the actual, you know, like the Sherman, whatever tank. We're actually talking about a, a pond per se. Um, so, uh, you know, I was sitting across the tank from Jimmy and it was absolutely amazed to watch him drop the first four birds that flew by him. I was very proud. Oh, I was very amazed proud. too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, next, uh, we call down goes Dovey. So, yeah. uh, this is another thing that, uh, in a way, especially if the bird, a lot of birds are flying, so this could be hard to do because you're tempted to to shoot at multiple birds. Like if you hit one out of your, with your first shot, you know it goes down, and you're like, oh, there's another one. You know, right. uh, it, it takes discipline to be to like shoot and then watch it go down. I mean, what do you think about that? No, I I completely agree. Um, you know, one of the things we'll talk about. Uh, is 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 really having respect for your quarry, okay? Mm-hmm. Having respect for the for the animal that you're pursuing, um, and and with that said, one of the things you can do is is you know when you shoot an animal, uh, go out there and get it, okay? If that animal's wounded, go after it. Now, it's something we'll talk about. I mean, obviously, if you wound a, a white-tailed deer, you don't want to hop out of the stand and run down there and try to dispatch it. I mean, there are there are some common sense ways to doing it. Um, but in regards to Dove, uh, I, I wish I knew the statistics, but um, I, I, man, I, I'd say there is a good chance that, that, that probably half of the Dove that, that are shot, uh, they may not be found uh, because they're either hunting in the sunflower field or grass, things of that nature. And those birds, uh, they can hide. I mean, God, they, they can hide in an open field. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously they're, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, they're, it's, it's a, they're the most amazing animal, uh, creatures in the world because I swear they just disappear sometimes. Oh, they do. They, they absolutely <laughs> do. And it's crazy. So one of the things, and you mentioned it earlier, Jimmy, that, that you've really got to have is discipline. Um, you know, you cannot be tempted by the bajillions of birds, hopefully, uh, that are, that are flying over your head. Okay. You need to, you know, to, to throw your gun up, fire, knock down that target, and walk right to it. Yeah, I, I just i I force myself to like literally, literally just stare at where Absolutely. I think it went down, and you know, and even I'm even you know, kind of if I'm messing with my gun, I'm I've done it enough to where I can do it, you know, without looking at it. So Absolutely. It's, you know, Absolutely. It's just, I, I just walk like a robot. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've seen it happen. And again, you know, I've got a dog, so I've kind of broken this rule before. But, you know, there have been times where, you know, my dog's out on a uh, on a retrieve and, 
you know, or, or maybe she's having trouble. I'm out there with her and I'll just shoot another one because I know the general area and uh, she will find it. But, but if I didn't have the dog, uh, and I, I, I left my, I left my, my line of sight on where that first bird went down, you know, because I ended up killing another one. Guess what? You've lost two birds, you know, I got two birds in the bush, you know, right. uh, and, and none in the hand. There you go. Nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> you used good. it. Yeah. And they used you it. You actually so. used it in a, in a, in a actual conversation. I, I know. I know. That's just phenomenal. I got to put a little gold star in my fridge. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So the, the, the point is, is, you know, when, when you drop that bird, when you drop that duck, when you, you drop anything, you know, go out there and get it. Okay. And the other thing is, especially here in Texas, um, you know, you, you, if you see the bird fall, yeah, it could be, you know, 15 yards away from you. You can see it. Maybe it's by your decoy. Something of that nature, you still want to go out there and get it because, uh, um, you know, the coyotes and the bobcats aren't the other critters out there that are wanting to eat that dove. Uh, we got ants and yeah, like fire ants. Huh? Fire ants will be all over them. Uh, my my father, who's an avid hunter, he has had. Um, he actually approached a a dove that he that he had uh, that he had shot, and a rattlesnake was on it already. So um, it, it is incredible. It's incredible. So yeah, that's, you, shoot, you shoot the bird, go get it. Was it uh, was it Trav or Ty? Who Ty? Who uh, they went to down to reach for a bird also, and there was a rattler not far. Or it was right there. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was Travis. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so watch, watch where you're walking and, and reaching too. So. No, there's yeah, there's no. Doubt. There's another no. tip on on its own that we need to add probably. Yep. Actually, I think we've already got it. Well, yeah. I know we have uh, snake boots and stuff. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. Probably, yes. Uh, yeah, a, a, a good rule of thumb, especially if you're hunting in the state of Texas, and that's actually what we teach our, we teach our children. Uh, the old saying I like to use, and I actually may have coined it, uh, well, but would, that, that's, that's debatable, uh, is it, kick it before you pick it. Okay, so uh, if, if you got an old piece of sheet metal on the ground, kick that thing over before you pick it up. Okay. Um, if you've got a log that you're going to pick up for wood or for, for a fire or something, kick that thing before you pick it up. I mean, th- there is just a world of hurt that could be living underneath that log. So scorpions and, and rattle bugs and God knows what else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I would just say, uh, even though I walk out like a robot into the field, you should still got to make sure of where people are shooting around you and stuff like that. Yeah, make sure exactly. they know you're no doing you know, all that. Just so absolutely. always be be aware of where people are and where they're shooting. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so the next thing, help a buddy out. So this is, this yep. adds a little fun to to hunt, especially if the birds you know are well. I guess if they're flying and few and far between, because yep. then if they're few and far between, you really want to get them. So absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, d- dove hunting is a is a is a team sport. Uh, you know, there is no I in the word team when it, when it comes to, to to dove hunting. Okay, uh, you know, and something that we I think we've talked about in some of the stuff we we've written is you know how do you um, you know how how do you hunt a tank and how do you hunt a field? Okay, you know the, the ultimate goal is you you want this you want your quarry in this case being the dove. To enter in the field and just have a, a hell of a time trying to land. Um, so you, when you want to try to block their entrance, you want to try to block their exits, you know, things of that nature. Uh, that said, um, communicating with your, with your buddies is absolutely tremendous. Uh, you know, there are, there are some positions, 
Uh, for example, the place that we hunt on this tank where uh, it doesn't make sense for uh, our friends to face the actual tank, so they, they, they face uh, out into a field. So uh, the position that I hunt is actually facing the tank, so I basically watch their back. And then I got a buddy who watches my back. So, um, you know, obviously something that you do on the outside of every hunt is figure out where everybody's at. So as Jimmy said, you can establish your shooting lanes and you don't, uh, don't uh, pepper your buddies. Uh, but I, I think one of the, the real important things about, about the, about the hunt is, is definitely talking. Um, and you know, Jimmy got bird on your right. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to scream it too. Uh, now a lot of us have gone to the, you know, the Walker's game ears, the, the electronic earmuffs and all that, 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 that amplify, you know, you, you can hear a mouse having a conversation with those things. But some of us, uh, present company included, still use the, um, uh, the little, the little earplug. So you got to holler pretty loud. Um, I but, do. Uh, I know yeah, you, well, I, you use, uh, you know, nice, uh, what are those noise canceling or whatever they are that you I, use? Well, no, I actually use the plug still. Oh, you, um, you do? I use the plugs. And, and the oh, I guess you, you why, have those for Abby. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got those for Abby, and I've got I've got a pair for myself when I deer hunt, so I can really uh, hear myself uh, right, you know, shaking and yeah, breathing. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you know what we should do? We should bring some recording gear up there and yeah. listen to my buck fever. It's awful. We'll bring we, one of these. Uh, what are these microphones we're talking into right now? Yeah, we should. We can bring the whole setup up there. So. Uh, yeah. but yeah, no, absolutely. Talking it up. Hey, there's a bird on your right, you know, on top of you, you know, uh, things of that nature. Um, you well, and you can still protect your hearing. I, I guess the thing where you're going with that is, uh, like I, I'm right-handed and I put it all the way in on my right ear, but halfway in on my left. Absolutely. And that, absolutely. it still protects my ear from the high sound or whatever from the, absolutely. the shotgun, but I can still talk. It, know, exactly. So. Exactly. It, it, that, that, that's exactly right, Jimmy. And, and that, and that's, that's what I do. Um, I've done that for years and, uh, I can, I can, I can still hear my girls screaming and I can still hear my wife complaining. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it's working. What can I say? So, yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, then maybe you don't want to use your plugs. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> I'm going to go out there. I'll be like my dog and not hear a, hear right. a damn thing. <laughs> So I guess the the next one we wanted to talk about was protect yourself, but uh, that kind of dealt with what we talked about in uh, snakes and everything. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to? Well, to, you uh, know, I I, I think it it really depends on where you hunt. Uh, you know, obviously in Texas we are just covered up with snakes, uh, but but moreover we're also covered up in things that stick and scratch and sting and that's true. and all all the above. So. Having a good pair of, of snake boots that, you know, come up to your, below your knee, um, they also make snake guards that you can, that you can just attach, you know, to your, you know, over your boots are, are, are real helpful. Not only obviously to keep you away from the serpents, but, you know, to keep the, you know, the cactus from nailing you and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely think they're, they're, they're money well spent. Right. And, uh, you know, boots are especially good if, uh, you're wearing shorts and, you're walking through like a low kind of sunflower seed field or sunflower field. Absolutely. Because yep. those are, get, get really annoying on your skin. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know, given the fact that where we're hunting, we don't have any of those beautiful I, sunflowers. I would, I would love to feel that misery. <laughs> I, I'd love to be covered in pollen and have, have bumblebees all over me. You know what? That, that right there 
is a topic for another uh, podcast. What's that? Why why that is? What happened? Oh, oh god, yeah. What? Yeah. People should do. <laughs> well, and let me tell you this. Yeah, here, well, actually, we'll we'll cover it right now. If you want to plant, if you want to have native sunflowers, don't listen to me, okay? Because you know, I I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. It seems like but <laughs> the the struggles with our our sunflowers are are well documented and very frustrating. Uh, uh, but no, we can actually talk about because yeah, as you know, we're going to the scorched earth policy here uh, here right. soon. So yeah, no, I agree. That that's that's a good one. Put it on the list. Yeah, we'll make make a note of that. Yep. All right. So uh, next, uh, have a good seat. This is yep. very important, uh, especially for I mean, for someone like me. And believe it or not, even though I have a gut, I have a bony ass. So, it, you know, I need padding, <laughs> but I also have a bad back. Right. <laughs> Thank you, mom. And uh, so, I, I, it's great to have a good solid backing as well. Sure. Uh, you know, at least that's that's what I require. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm actually the the opposite. I I do have a gut as well, which you can probably see on the pictures. Uh, but but my bottom is is very well padded. Um, it's great. But uh, now have, having a seat, having a good seat, is absolutely essential. Um, really, when when it comes to, to dove hunting, and of course this, you know, that you you know, a seat is a seat. Okay, when it comes to uh, to hunting, uh, you know, to, to hunting ducks, things of that nature. But with dove, uh, you're, you're really going to be doing a lot of moving. Okay. So you want, you want a chair, in my opinion, that, that can really swivel around. Okay. So, you know, they, they make, they make the dove, we call them the dove buckets. Okay. So they got the, uh, the bucket with a little styrofoam shell in there and then you can swivel around, things of that nature. You get real bored. You can use it to play drums with. <laughs> Um, okay. And then, then they've also make the apps, they make the stools, which I, I've actually never seen anybody sit on the stool for more than 10 minutes. Uh, and then of course they have the, the actual, the actual chairs. Um, uh, kind of like, know, uh, like, like camp chairs. Yeah. Guess. Camp. There you go. That, that's a good way of, of, of saying it. The camp chairs, uh, the camp chairs are extremely comfortable, but, the problem with the camp chairs, for me at least, is that, you know, a dove hunting, you, you could have a bird on you in 10 seconds and not know it. So you got to be able to move quick. Well, okay? One second, two seconds. Well, one second. Yeah, I don't know why I said 10 seconds. I am not a math major, so uh, I just proved it right there. Um, so, you know, for me, being on the stool or something like a stool is really important because I can, I can snap into action, okay? But if you're on a chair and you're kind of lean back and comfy, you may not be able to to, to get up and uh, to shoot because that's what you're gonna probably have to do is get up and shoot unless they're coming right at you. Okay. Uh, also, a camp chair won't give you, in my opinion, the best um, the best range of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that's a limitation of it as well. Um, it really, my my and, and being that I've done this for a bajillion years, my biggest beef against the, the stool and the chair. Is is really going to be storage? Um, you know, it, it is it is well documented that when I go out in the dove field, I am going out there for the for I'm I'm going to stay out there for a while. And I've got my decoys, I got my water, I got my dog gear, I got my shells, I got I got goldfish for my daughter, I got a little leaf pad for my I got all kinds of stuff. Um, I got my gun, okay, and so um, and then of course you have you know the the, the water, okay, and you know when I was hunting with a, a bucket. 
Um, thing was that my bucket overfloweth with with stuff. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, and so I would literally have to drive the pickup uh, to where I was hunting, drop everything off, go park the pickup, and then it'd take me fifteen minutes to set up, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. That is until we found um, a little product on the <laughs> on the web on the on the on the internet. That, uh, I mean, it was literally, I mean, it, it blew me over. I just was like, are you kidding me? There it is. Uh, I spent some time looking for an alternative and I said, okay, well, you know, do they, do they make a, do they make a, a, a 15 gallon bucket with a seat and extra storage and all this kind of stuff? And you know, my conclusion was, no, they don't. Uh, well, I came across a website called, uh, huntersedge.com, I believe is what it is. And they're, they have a, a product out called the Mac Daddy Caddy. Um, and in a nutshell, what it is, it, it is an all-in-one dove hunting comfort providing uh, tool, if you yes, will. It's it, quite, it, a, quite impressive. Oh, it, it is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's hunters-edge.com. Uh, yes, hunters Thank you, thank you. Um, and so basically it, it is a, it is a stool, or excuse me, it is a, a rotating chair, uh, a very nice padded chair with a nice back, um, on wheels. Okay. And it's got the storage in the back for all your gear. It has a removable cooler, uh, that, that's on the front, um, that you can take with you. So you don't have to, to cart the caddy around with you. You can just take the water. With you, and I think it fits. Uh, I think I put ten or fifteen bottles of water in there, which is more than enough. Oh yeah. Uh, but but the pockets for the gear is is absolutely incredible. Um, and so I have hunted with this this particular product now for uh, I guess three times now, and it's just been awesome. Yep. Um, I, I I quite literally go into uh, the place where we store all of our equipment. I fill up my cooler. I grab my gun. I put it in the back of the truck, and off I go. Um, it, it, it has met all my, it met and exceeded all my expectations. Um, and let's just put it this way. If, if, if you're a dove hunter and, uh, you like to be comfortable, okay, uh, you, you got it. You got to get this product. You've got to get this chair. It, it is just, it, it's a difference maker. Jimmy, what do, what do you think? You've got one. Well, now. I agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, I, I saw you got one, and uh, I ended up buying one at uh, the Hunter's Extravaganza, and so I hunted, hunted, I've hunted it twice, and I agree, it's just comfortable. I like, I love the swivel. The yep. uh, back support is great. Yep. And uh, what I like to do uh, when I hunt is listen to like uh, Pandora, you know, Texas Country or something like that. So I'll use one of the uh, mesh uh, water bottle holders, and I'll oh, just put my phone in that. So I kind of have a speaker right there. Genius. I mean, anyone could put a, you know, just a kind of a speaker there or whatever, you know, Bluetooth or whatever. So that's nice. Uh, and then since I go through a lot more shoals than you do when I'm hunting, <laughs> uh, I love the uh, little storage under the deal. You could fit yep. a whole case in there of 20-gauge shells. Yep. So it's like, you know, just, I, you know, I, I'm usually one case a year, you know, right. as far as hunting, you know, and so it's nice. I just put them all in there, bang in the season, and bam, I'm done. So no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's fun, and and you know, right. just wheel it out there, like you said. So it's, oh god, nice. it, it it is it is awesome. It, it again, it, it has been a, a true game changer. So my uh, my little plastic bin that I've got below mine, being that I've got two two girls, 
Uh, mine has toilet paper in it because uh, <laughs> they they don't seem to be able to hold their um, their uh, their bladders very long while we're out there. Uh, it's also got a pair of uh, of uh, tree trimmers in there. Uh, one of the things that I have found o- over the years is that you know again here we go keep going back to Texas because obviously where we hunt. Um, you know, there, there could be a situation where you need to get up and move. Well, of course, now with our, our Mac Taddy Caddy, we can move very quickly. Uh, but one of the problems is sometimes you, know, you may have a limb in your way, something of that nature. So I carry a, a pair of, um, of tree trimmers with me down below. And, uh, I've already used them. They've already come in extremely handy. Uh, because trying to break off a mesquite tree, uh, branch just with your hands can be, uh, uh, can be a real, a, a real, a real pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely pain in your hand. Yeah, pain in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so check that out uh, if y'all are interested. It's uh, the Mac Daddy Caddy by Hunter's Edge. It's yep. at uh, hunters-edge.com. Absolutely. Cool, oh, we did a cool contraption. Yeah, and we did a product review on yep. it as well. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you'll, uh, please go there, check it out, read it. Um, again, yep. it is, uh, <laughs> yeah, you go to feedbandit.com. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. Just go to feedbandit.com slash blog and you'll see it on there. So yeah, it, it you know, very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, we want to talk about, uh, what's that you said? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yep. yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you started talking because I can't hear. There you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how how much longer I can go with it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your hearing is absolutely huge. Uh, no, no limit of dove is is worth sacrificing your hearing, and this is something that we we actually talked about earlier. Is you you got to wear earplugs, okay? I. It amazes me. I was telling Jimmy, I was actually watching a couple of old hunting shows the other day. Uh, I mean, literally old. They're from the 90s. Um, and it was funny. They're out there with these with these behemoth 12 gauges out there shooting dove in South Texas, and they're not wearing earplugs. <laughs> like, are, are you Unreal. nuts? It is absolutely incredible. And, of course, when I, I grew up hunting, my, my dad gave me a single-shot uh, 20-gauge cannon, uh, and he basically said, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely wearing earplugs. And I didn't like it at first because it, it, it was kind of, you know, it was, <laughs> it was cool. a little foreign to me. But, but oh. you know, you, you get used to it very quick. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, but, yeah, no. It, so, you know, again, Jimmy and I hunt with the actual earplugs. And, and as Jimmy alluded to, I, I am also right-handed. Uh, so, you know, we sink that right plug pretty far. Um, and then that left plug we, we kind of put in, but then pull out a little bit just so you can hear, uh, somebody needs you, uh, or if, you know, you're one of your friends is hollering at you. Um, but then again, some of our other friends hunt with like the Walker's game ear, um, type uh, headphones. Those are awesome because, you know, you really can hear people, people's, you know, how you yelling at you. Uh, and obviously they do an awesome job of, of protecting your hearing. So, yep. Uh, wear something. Yep, I like to hear. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next thing we want to talk about is uh, having a plan. So uh, obviously, you know, you got a group of guys or whatever, and you're hunting a certain area. Uh, you want to, I guess, figure out you know, what's the optimal setting of everybody, you know, sure. to keep the birds going or whatever. Uh, you know, what do you think? Ab- 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and really, to to implement a a good plan, you you need to have good intelligence. Okay. Um, You know, obviously, you can you can you know you can come up on a a sunflower field at at four o'clock and. And, you know, if you see a bajillion birds on the high wire, you know, or, or out there in the field, okay, well, you know, let's put people here, 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 and there, and there, okay? Uh, but, but I, yeah, I highly recommend going out in scouting areas, okay? And, and literally just sitting there and, you know, watching what the birds are doing. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's been some studies done, especially with Dove, that they actually follow landmarks. You know, they, they'll follow fence lines. Uh, I've heard that they follow uh, telephone poles. So, um, yeah, you, you, you know, the, the first thing is scout your area. Uh, second thing is, you know, find it, you know, find a, you know, good spot to put everybody. Uh, but, but, you know, obviously the most important thing is, is, you know, to make sure you've got good shooting lanes. Um, you know, and, and, and the, and the veterans that have been dove hunting their whole lives, you know, they get the shooting lane concept. Uh, but, but if you got any newbies with you, you really gotta, um, you really gotta work with them on it, you know, because during the heat of battle, you know, when you got that evil little gray MIG you're trying to knock down, <laughs> right. uh, they, they can get a little, um, you know, they, they can get Excited. a little, care- they can get a little careless, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, have a plan and, uh, know your shooting lanes. Yep. Yeah, that's what kind of made me nervous last year uh, when we went to that paid hunt. Oh yeah, out in West yeah. Texas, and we had so many people out there over this around this field, and yeah, and so in situations like that, you know, just I mean, keep keep your you know, I was almost watching everyone else more than I was sure <laughs> hunting, you know, sure, so it's, absolutely, yeah. I mean, do not underestimate the power of a shotgun. Right. Um, you you would be surprised just how far those little uh, those little lead devils can fly. And let me tell you, they put a new definition of the word "sting" if they hit you. Yeah, just um, just so, yeah. Yeah. be careful. Well, and that kind of leads, I, I guess, into another kind of safety tip slash uh, you know common sense type mm-hmm. thing about the booze and birds. Yeah, but, <laughs> absolutely. You know, in my opinion, booze and birds goes great when the guns are put away. Booze uh, and dead birds. Boo, booze, bur- yeah, yeah. booze <laughs> and dead birds. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, fortunately, unfortunately, however you like to, to, to play it. Um, you know, dove hunting in the state of Texas has really been a, uh, a thing where you grab your, you grab your pickup, you know, you grab your cooler of beer and you just sit there and, I have a couple of cold ones, you know, and, you know, for, for me, it's just not worth it. You know, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I could have a couple of beers and, and I could still shoot dove and be completely fine. I mean, uh, you know, but, but again, it's, it's not me that I'm worried about, you know, even it's, it's the other people you're hunting with, you know, and, you know, alcohol may affect them differently. You know, well, if they didn't eat a lot of lunch and they're out there pounding the beers and an accident happens, it's right. just not worth it, you know. Um, you know, guns are, uh, guns are a tool for having a great time, but they can sure mess up a party quick. Right. Uh, so, you know, my, my rule of thumb is, um, if you're shooting, put the, you know, put the, the beer away. So, you know, really, you know, the first guy to his limit or the first guy to run out all the shells, you know, they get to, they get to start the party early. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I guess so the last one we will talk about today is, uh, Get a bird dog. You kind of talked about that, or mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit at the beginning. But uh, 
Tell us all about how much you love old Scarlet. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, let, let me let me tell you. You know, I. You know, go, going duck hunting can be really miserable. Okay. Uh, I mean, you you have to wake up so much earlier than the deer hunters. You got to put the the gear on. You got to get the decoys. Okay. Uh, it's colder near the water. You know, ducks are really blankety blank smart. There's no blind. But but there is just something about watching a dog work uh, that is just you really can't understand it until it's your dog. Same thing with dove hunting, uh, you know, being out there in the field and you know, in the shade together, uh, seeing the anticipation in that dog's eyes, and you know, hearing them whine on the way over there, and then watching them work. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, you, you, people don't think about it. you know. I, I say a majority of the the dogs that are in the U.S. household, they just sit on their butts all day and do nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got the, the, the canines that, the, you know, the uh, the German Shepherds and whatnot, and the search and rescue dogs, you know, that, that do their job. But, um, you know, watching a, a Labrador Retriever or a German Shorthair Pointer uh, get out there and, and, and do their do the thing that they were bred to do for, you know, a bajillion years, it, it, man, there's just something about it. Um, also, I, I think, you know, I, I take great pride and then my mentor who taught me how to train dogs, I know he does as well, um, and, and seeing that dog, you know, go out there and practice what you've been preaching per se. Um, but, but man, it's it just, it, it's, it's like, it's like a child, you know, and, and, and they're your hunting buddy. Um, mm-hmm. so boy, ha- having a dog is a lot of fun. It, it makes you very proud. Uh, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, and they can be very expensive. Uh, you know, Scarlett's been there. She's had ACL replaced and, mm-hmm. you know, she blew out her paw. I remember that one hunt. Uh, yep. she, we were hunting over, we were literally hunting over a cup of water. I mean, there was nothing there, but God, we just, we slaughtered the birds and it was muddy, muddy, muddy. And uh, Scarlett did a great job and we put her to bed that night and woke up the next morning and her paw was about the size of my thigh, which as you can see in the <laughs> pictures is very big. And anyway, she had a puncture wound. And Oof, yeah. anyways, they're expensive, but man, it is it is just worth it. Uh, but you know, obviously, another reason why you get a dog is again, so you can find your find your birds. Yep. Yep. Um, God, they'll find them every time. So. Yep. yep. Yeah, I I have one of those dogs you mentioned that kind of sleeps all day uh, <laughs> in the house. And, <laughs> hey, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But you know what? I I am convinced at some point. When I have a little more time, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is what everyone says. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to do something about it. I have uh, dove wings and stuff frozen in my deep freeze, so it's, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I just perfect. Quote unquote, gotta get more fine time. But absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hope y'all enjoyed us uh, going back and forth about some of these uh, tips. Uh, you can get these tips and much more. By joining our hunt, uh, if you will, at feedbandit.com slash join. There you'll get our free book, ebook of unique hunting tips and tricks. Again, go to uh, feedbandit.com slash join to get that. Uh, and just as a reminder, if you're a small business, uh, feed store, uh, gear manufacturer, inventor, or early stage uh, entrepreneur in the hunting space, uh, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers, by being featured on this podcast, the Feed Bandit podcast, uh, please let us know. Go to feedbandit.com slash promote and drop us a line. Uh, we'd love to discuss what we could do for you and your business. Uh, go to feedbandit.com 
slash promote and uh, shoot us a message. So thanks everyone. Uh, and oh yeah, Hurricane, if you want, <laughs> it's coming. Yep. Out the, yeah, on the ab- East Coast. So yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Uh, obviously, we, we don't know who's going to be listening to this. Uh, I hope that uh, if there's any folks from the Carolinas, um, you know, or Georgia, or wherever's being affected, uh, our, our our thoughts and prayers are, are with you all. Um, you just can never underestimate the power of Mother Nature. So uh, we hope that um, we hope that you all are are, are going to be safe and you know be be back in that dare blind before you know it. So uh, take care, y'all. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, remember, support your local feed store.